0: Thank you for tuning in to the Everyday Christian Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we show that God deserves every praise from every creature, every day. Here is your host, Chase Green. Hello and welcome to Season 4, Episode 14 of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is Season number 2 with the Scattered Abroad Network of Podcasts. So we're four seasons in, two seasons in with our association with the Scattered Abroad Network, and I'm so glad to be a part of that network. There are many wonderful podcasts that you can choose from every day of the week that will uh, definitely edify you in, uh, in listening to... Uh, to what we have available at scatteredabroad.org. We've got a special guest today in studio on the Everyday Christian Podcast, and this is very special because my brother, Lane Green, is with me in studio today, and uh, he is 16 years old. Quick story, uh, so I, for those who don't know, am 31, and he's 16. So there's a lot of years uh, separating us. And I'm the oldest of six kids. So what happened was uh, I was born first, of course, and then I had three sisters. Well, I had to wait 15 years and I finally got a brother. And by that point, I was like, gee, thanks, because I was almost out of the house and I finally got my brother. So this is my brother, Lane, and then I've got one other brother, uh, Eli, who's a little bit younger Maybe we'll have him on in a few years as well. But Lane is 16 years old, and uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, I've got him here in the studio with us. Uh, They're in town for some birthday parties this weekend, and so I asked him if he would be on the podcast with me today. Lane, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is
1: Lane Green. I'm 16 years old, and I enjoy hunting fishing, and I do karate. You do
0: karate. It's In- interesting. And uh, how long have you been doing karate?
1: I've been doing karate for about four years now.
0: Four years. Wow. And uh, you've achieved a pretty good rank, right? Yes, sir. What is it? Black belt. Don't call me sir. I'm your brother. <laughs> what is? What was that again? I am black belt. Black belt. Wow. That's pretty cool. I, I can say that the only black belt that I've ever owned was uh, a leather belt that you know, I wore with my slacks. Definitely not a black belt in karate. All right. Well, Lane is going to help us with a series for the whole month. And the title of this series is going to be Teen Perspective because uh, one of us is a teenager. And as you can see, it's not me. So I wanted to get Lane's perspective on some things. We're going to talk about some pop culture some some uh, things that we can think about, you know, where the culture is headed, uh, where society is headed. And what we're going to talk about today is the teen perspective or at least one teen's perspective on movies. So, Lane, as we get started, can you talk to us about movies uh, in general? And what I mean by that is, you know, movies are, are they good? Are they bad? Or does it depend? Uh, what do you
1: think? Movies in general, in my opinion, they're a good thing if you are watching a movie that is something you think a Christian should watch. Um, There's a lot of movies out there. Um, Most of them nowadays, I would not watch personally because you go if you go and watch a commercial for a movie nowadays. Chances are, 15 seconds into the commercial you see something in there and it is not something a Christian should be watching. And so when watching a movie nowadays, you really have to watch and pay attention to what the movie's about and check the rating and everything because they can be anywhere from a good clean show to something very inappropriate.
0: Yeah, that's a that's an important point. And I don't think that uh, you know, if if a movie has one problem personally just me and this is kind of in the realm of opinion i guess but i'm not going to shut off the movie because it had one problematic part in the movie but if you're watching a let's say a movie trailer uh, for a movie that you're thinking about watching and literally the whole point of the movie is is just sinful stuff and you know there's several cuss words you saw in the trailer and, and just all kinds of inappropriate scenes and let's be let's be frank that's a large percentage of the movies that are out today, then why would we want to watch that? So again, you know, we think about, unfortunately, there's going to be movies out there that are going to have one thing here and one thing there, but the overall movie uh, is fine, and and maybe we need to, uh, you know, mute a certain part or something like that. But if the whole movie is just riddled with stuff that is problematic why in the world would we want to watch that now you you mentioned ratings you know you've got the motion picture association of america that rates movies and it goes from g which is general admission of of all audiences and then pg parental guidance suggested suggested and then pg 13 you need to be 13 or older or else have uh, parental guidance basically and then restricted or R which I believe is uh, you have to be 17 or older or have a parent or guardian with you. And then there's even worse ratings than that, which we're not going to talk about at this point. So, Lane, I want you to think about this. Movie ratings. Just because a movie is PG, does that necessarily mean that it's appropriate? Not at all. I'll give you an example. And I think in the 80s, they actually came out with the PG-13 designation, And basically they had to start differentiating because there was a lot of PG movies that were perfectly clean, except for maybe one, you know, small little thing here and there. And that's why it was PG instead of G. But then you had other PG movies that were quite inappropriate. And so they said, hey, we need to come out with a new one called PG-13. But anyways, you know, you've got movies that are older movies that are rated PG, and they've got quite a bit of inappropriate stuff in them. So, um... But yeah, uh, what about, is it even within the realm of possibility that a G movie could be inappropriate for a Christian?
1: I've seen some, it's, it's not many, but I've seen some G movies that are teaching evolution.
0: There you go. So, so agendas.
1: Yes. Um, I've seen anything from evolution to homosexuality, and they're teaching that as a family movie that right. even toddlers should watch.
0: So they give it a, a G rating? But it's got things in it that is pushing certain agendas that uh, we don't approve of as as Christians. So movies in general, yeah, they, they can be good, but oftentimes not so good, right? Right. Right. Anything else you want to say about that, Lane? I think that's all. Okay. Uh, so are there any ways that movies can be used to glorify God?
1: I think in some ways, for sure, you can. Um, I feel that most people nowadays that try to fail in a lot of ways, um, I think it would be great if there would be someone out there who um, was into movie production who could produce a good um, movie that is accurate. Um, I know a lot of them nowadays, they're mostly accurate, but they tend to have a few things in them that are not true.
0: Right. I'll, I'll give you an example of that. And, and we think about faith based uh, movies. You know, they're quote unquote Christian movies. And we understand, you know, the true biblical definition of a Christian. Uh, but these are quote unquote Christian or, or faith based movies. And one example is uh, one of the ones that uh, I forget the name of the movie, but uh, the same people who did Courageous and Fireproof and Facing the Giants and several really popular uh, movies out of that. Studio uh, Sherwood Pictures. There's, I think it's called Overcomer. Is that a movie? Yeah, Overcomer. Sir. And I'm not, sir. <laughs> I,
1: I said, I believe so.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you said yes, sir. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Overcomer. It was a really good movie. It taught a lot of really good lessons, except they inserted the sinner's prayer in there. And it, it just frustrated me so much because this was a great movie. It was about a, a girl who was kind of... uh getting in a lot of trouble and she ends up taking up running, uh being on the running team, cross country, I think, and and she ends up working really hard and doing really well. And it, you know, it taught a lot of good lessons about that. But then they put the sinner's prayer in there. It just frustrates me so much. So can movies glorify God? Sure they can. But unfortunately a lot of movies that are, you know, trying for that aim of of glorifying God, they end up putting error in there it just really frustrates me it would be wonderful if uh if christians you know by the biblical standard really helped in this area i I think of uh a couple of examples that gospel broadcasting network has put out recently the uh oh what's what's the name of that one the uh the campfire stories uh yeah, GBN has put that out recently and uh, basically it's they've made a podcast out of it and uh they've they've taught uh lessons about the Bible like they're sitting around a campfire. And so there there's a kind of a, a full-length movie that they have made recently. Uh the same folks also made a movie a while back called Little Cup of Wisdom and I really wish that you know more people would get involved in in things like that. I think it'd be a good thing. Absolutely. Well, Lane, what have you noticed about the majority of movies that have come out in your lifetime, in your 16 years so far? Do you think that God approves of the majority of
1: them or uh, or not? And are they a good influence on Christians? I would say for the majority, no. I don't think they're good for Christians to watch or support. Um, just listen to what they're talking about in the movie. What's the movie about? Um, think about a lot of them. They are they're pushing some type of agenda, trying to get that out there into people and get them to support these agendas and most of them are not Christian like. And it's been going on for a long time, but it's gotten worse in recent years, especially in my lifetime. I remember whenever I was very little, it was it was less, but it was still a lot, and now recently I've seen it big time, a lot worse.
0: Yeah, it's it is really going downhill and it's so frustrating because you know there's nothing wrong with the idea of entertainment i mean if we spend too much time on entertainment or if we make an idol out of it it would be a problem but there's nothing wrong in and of itself with entertainment and uh it's good to entertain ourselves but from time to time but uh it's it's becoming increasingly extremely difficult to find good wholesome entertainment that you don't have to worry about covering your ears and your eyes every five seconds. So it really frustrates me to, to no end. And especially now that I'm a parent, that really, uh, you know, it, it comes into clear view, just how important it is to be careful about this kind of thing. Are there any examples of movies that, that, uh, maybe have a really good storyline, but are filled with immorality?
1: Well, one one that comes to mind it's, it's not a movie, it's a show, but it's the same idea. Um, there's this a very popular show, I'm sure everybody knows what it is. It's, um, Stranger Things. And it may it's got a good uh, an interesting storyline in my opinion, you know, about these interdimensional alien things. And um if it w- if they would have left out all the immoral things, it, I think it would have been a good show, but you get you go like probably not even 5 minutes into the show. And they're cussing up a storm, like, constantly. And as Christians, we can't watch things like this. Um, We can't associate ourselves with things like this.
0: Yeah, and I know that there are some, and we're going to talk about this here in a little bit, uh, there's filtering options available, which is really good. And we want to mention that at the end of the episode today, but we'll go ahead and mention it here. Uh, You know, they'll watch stuff like that uh, with filtering options, and, and that makes it doable, you know? And I've I've heard, personally, I haven't watched that, um, but I've heard that it's, you know, such a good storyline. And uh, it's a shame that they put all that bad stuff in there that you, you know, either you just can't watch it or you have to filter it. It's, it's very frustrating. Um, I'll give you an example that I was thinking of when I was growing up. My favorite movie was Home Alone. And probably everybody's heard of Home Alone. It's an iconic movie with uh, Macaulay Calkin. From the early nineties, and I loved that movie as a kid. Well, I tried to watch it as an adult, and I'm like, "What in the world? Why? Why was I allowed to watch this?" Now, let me get you. Let me say this: it's a really fun storyline. I mean, the kid gets left alone, and he's doing all these little pranks on these robbers trying to come in. It's hilarious, but there's so much cussing and and innuendos and things going on in that movie. I'm just like, "What in the world?" So me personally, you know, I remember we tried to watch it with my kids uh, and we had to turn it off. We're not going to watch that. Uh, Would I watch it with the filter? Yeah, I would. But I'm not going to watch it as it is currently, uh, you know, with all the stuff that's in it. Uh, It's just it's mind boggling how, you know, we just tend to let that kind of stuff slide. I mean, and, you know, if you're watching a full length movie for an hour and a half, two hours, you know, if it happens fairly infrequen- infrequently, you might be like, well, it's not that bad. But how- try this. Look it up in a list. Go to imdb.com, Internet Movie Database, or go to plugdn.com which uh, the American Family Association puts out. Either one of those resources and look up a movie, and then it will list for you all the objectionable stuff in it. And then read through that list, and it will kind of be eye-opening to just how much filthy stuff is in a movie. And if I'll go ahead and give you fair warning. If you do that, you're going to find that there are very, very few movies who have uh, no objectionable content or very, very little uh, objectionable content in them.
1: Yeah, um, speaking of watching it with your children... Um, one, uh, I want to read Proverbs chapter 22, verse six. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. If we're watching inappropriate movies with our children, they learn that's okay. If, if, if mom and dad let me watch this, what's wrong with it? Mom and dad approve. Yeah. If, if we're watching the movie and it has several cuss words in it and I've seen it like over and over again, they'll, be watching a movie and the kid will run in say some filthy cuss word and they have no clue, but that's what you're leading them to if you let your kids watch these movies.
0: Well, we, we become desensitized to it. Now, uh, we live in a world that unfortunately we will become desensitized to things because it's literally all around us. I mean, you go out to Walmart and you're going to see some bad stuff. I mean, that's just the world we live in now, but at the same time we can control what's in our house. And, you know, I'm not going to invite somebody to my house who's just, you know, every other word out of his mouth is a cuss word. Well, why would I do that with my TV screen? Exactly. Let's go ahead and look at some other verses. We've got, oh, maybe five, a little more minutes left. Uh, Let's look at some verses that we need to consider. Uh, Lane, can you read 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33? Yes. 1 Corinthians 15, verse... 33
1: be not deceived evil communications corrupt good manners
0: that verse uh, oftentimes you know we use that to talk about peer pressure we use that to talk about our our friends and that is definitely uh, an application we need to make there Uh, the new king james says do not be deceived evil company corrupts good habits So the idea is things around us are going to influence us. It could be our peers, our friends, could be our family. It also could be the things that we're letting into our living room uh, with the movies that we watch, for instance. So evil, companionships, corrupt, good habits or or morals. All right, uh, I'm going to look at Romans 1, verses 18 through 32, and then... Uh, Lane, if you could turn over to Ephesians chapter five, verse eleven. I'm going to go ahead and read Romans chapter one, verses eighteen through twenty-two. This is a long list of sinful things as society basically uh, devolves into worse and worse uh, spiritual state. Romans one, verses eighteen through thirty-two. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of, of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glory. "...glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. And birds and four-footed animals and creeping things, therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness, listen to the long list of sins, in the lust of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves." who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worships and serve the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due." And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. Friends, Hollywood, you know, not everybody, but Hollywood in general, the majority of Hollywood, they have a debased mind. I mean, they do. There's no way around it. So God gives them up to this debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God and those who practice such things, are deserving of death. Not only do the same, but also those who approve of those who practice them." Christians, I want you to think about this. If we approve of sinful things that are in that list by watching it as entertainment, then we are just as guilty as the ones that are actually doing it. All right, what about Ephesians 5 verse 11, Lane?
1: Ephesians 5 verse 11 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them.
0: Okay, and if you can also turn back and read Ephesians 4, verse
1: 29. Ephesians 4, verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. If
0: we're not to allow corrupt communication to proceed out of our mouth, then don't we need to be careful about what we allow into our mind? Absolutely. That would then you know, proceed out of our mouth? Absolutely we do. Uh, what uh, what is in our heart will come out in in our speech. Uh, also I want to look at Psalm one oh one verse three. Psalm one oh one verse three. David writes there, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. And then finally Revelation twenty one verse uh, number 8. Revelation 21, verse 8. That verse says, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I like what Don Blackwell said and. Uh, one of his World Video Bible School videos on uh, the subject of of media that we are partaking of. He says, How dare we entertain ourselves by the things that sent Jesus to the cross? With those verses in mind and with the goal in mind of trying to be more pure in the entertainment, specifically the movies and the TV uh, that we partake of as Christians— I want us to think about this. There are options. We already mentioned one of them. There are options for Christians to try to mitigate this. Uh, You can filter. We are so thankful for the the technology that is available today. You've got filtering technology. Uh, One of the older ones I think is called TV Guardian. and I want to say that's a special DVD player that you can purchase that will filter out objectionable content. But also, you can uh, do VidAngel. And that one works right with your Netflix. So I think there. Are, you mentioned uh, Stranger Things earlier. There are Christians who watch that program, but they use it with VidAngel, which filters out the bad stuff so that they can only watch the clean parts of the show. So that's an option. We've got that option, and we need to take advantage of that technology. Why would we not
1: take advantage of that?
0: Well, somebody says, well, you might miss a plot point uh, if, you, if you are filtering out stuff.
1: Is that plot point worth losing your soul?
0: Exactly. So be it. Lose the plot point. Look it up. Find out what happened later. If the plot point is so wrapped up in immorality anyway, then maybe we just don't need to watch it to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we've got those options. You've got VidAngel. You've got TV Guardian. Uh, You know, it used to be the case a long time ago that your option was pressing fast forward or uh, pressing the mute button. Or just turning off the TV, period. Uh but we've got more options than that today. Another one is Pure Flix. So this is basically the cleaner version of Netflix. Uh and I've got that subscription at the house. Uh and it, you know, to tell you the truth, it's not perfect. Uh there's things that even come in on that occasionally that I don't like. But it is so, so much more uh, as the name says, pure than than a lot of other options today. So me personally, why would I not want to support something like that instead of the filth that unfortunately is everywhere today?
1: And we need to be using it um, as much as we can, like uh, while we can, because the devil does not want us to be able to use that. Oh yeah they're they're trying to get rid of people being able to do that and it's happening rapidly so
0: yeah vidangel was the subject of a major lawsuit you know what they sued him over oh you are uh you're restricting our artistic license basically is what they sued him over and i think they actually won the lawsuit thankfully but but these people with these kind of agendas in hollywood they're coming after those who uh who support you know more pure things i'll give you another example of this uh voodoo i mentioned this in a previous episode a couple seasons back voodoo uh it's a a streaming thing that you can watch movies on they used to have something called family play well guess what they got bought out by uh the fandango guess what fandango did they got rid of family play so if you listen to that old episode and and you hear me recommending family play well they took that away And it's so frustrating. Why would they do that? Because clearly there's an agenda against Christian morals. Anything else you'd like to say, Lane, before we uh, wrap this episode up?
1: I believe that's it.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate you so much, Lane, for joining me in studio today. And uh, he's going to join me for four more episodes for the rest of this month. So uh, you can check those out. Next week, we're going to be talking about... uh, the teen perspective for everyday Christians and music. And then we're also going to talk about relationships and Lane can't wait to talk about that one, right? (laughs) And then we're going to talk about school and then we're going to wrap it up and talk about sports. So I hope that you will join us for the rest of these episodes on the teen perspective with me, Chase Green and my brother, Lane Green. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the scattered abroad network. May God bless you.